Welcome to this NORAC podcast. In this episode, we talk to Dr. Natasha Rich, Executive Director of the Sheikh Saud bin Saker Al Qasimi Foundation for Policy Research in Ras Al Khaimah, United Arab Emirates, and Dr. Arushi Terway, Senior Lead Research Associate at NORAC, about the launch of the NORAC book, Philanthropy in Education Diverse Perspectives and Global Trends, the second in NORAC's book series on education and development published by Edward Elgert Publishing LTD, Cheltenham, UK. We're also launching this podcast, which will cover interesting topics, announcements, launches, conferences and news connected to NORAG's thematic areas. This book is, of course, linked to our work in the area of philanthropy in education, for which NORAG and al Qasimi Foundation have launched a series of conferences to be concluded in Ras al Raimah at the end of May 2020. Please read more about it on our website, along with information about the book at norag.org or on social media. Find us on Twitter at NORAG or on Facebook at NORAG Network. al Foundation can be found on Twitter at al Found. Natasha and Arushi, thank you for accepting to participate in this NORAG podcast. So Arushi, who should read this book? We prepared this book with a wide array of audience in mind. And the three primary groups that we were thinking about were academic researchers, philanthropic donors, education sector policymakers. The various chapters in the book uh, bring together the perspectives of all three groups. And we hope it serves as a space for exchange of knowledge between these stakeholders. Researchers can learn about philanthropic activities and approaches in education, especially in the Global South. Philanthropic donors, on the other hand, can learn about the salient issues within the education sector, the challenges and opportunities on engaging with various actors, and the variation in philanthropic approaches itself. Similarly, for education policymakers, we would be able to give them some insights into the expanding role of philanthropies and the impact of engaging with philanthropic actors, given that the type of engagement itself is diversifying in the education development space. Beyond these three groups, I believe other stakeholders like NGOs who receive funding from philanthropies or even school level actors like educators and parents could gain insights on how the varying approaches of philanthropies impact their own daily lives. And then Natasha, why publish a book on philanthropy in education? Well, I think, Paul, this, the idea for the book came together when we were at the, running the first um, symposium in Geneva in 2017. And at that symposium, we really realized that there, not a lot had been published on philanthropy and education really outside of North America. And as we listened to presentations from all around the world, and especially from the Global South, we thought it would be a wonderful idea to gather these into one volume where people could really learn what was going on in philanthropy and education, not just in the North, but also in the Global South. And so that's what makes this book quite unique in that it brings together voices from the North and the South, but giving really a lot of voice to what's going on in places like Africa, Latin America, as well as um, the Middle East, and then North America and Europe. So it's this very comprehensive overview, just a really initial exploration, but it's the first volume that brings together all these different voices. Many thanks, Natasha, for this. Arushi, which major trends and challenges exist in the philanthropy in education field, and where are they addressed in the book? During the various dialogues we were having in the philanthropy and education space, overall we noticed a renewed interest from the global development community in philanthropies, especially as an important source of 
additional funding for the SDGs. A lot of dialogues were happening in 2016 on how we would fulfill all the goals and philanthropies were considered a major partner in this. What we are seeing is an increase in the levels of funding flowing from philanthropies globally towards SDGs and further analysis shows that it's particularly flowing to education. This increase has come with the diversification of approaches to philanthropic giving. A major trend uh, that is discussed in the book, both in the introduction and in the chapter by Prachi Srivastava and Robin Reed, is the complexity in defining philanthropic activity itself. The word philanthropy often conjures up an image of a billionaire like Warren Buffett or Bill Gates donating their wealth towards strategic issues. In this book, this image is challenged a bit. The chapters cover a variety of sources of funding, like alumni giving in higher education, which is discussed by Noah Dresner, uh, or the foundations that are set up by governments in the Middle East and Northern, uh, North African region, as analyzed in the chapter by Natasha, Susan Kipples, and Elizabeth Bruce. Uh, Several other chapters, like the one on corporate social responsibility in Nigeria by Udo Omarin, or the one by Matovich and Cardini on Varki Foundation in Argentina, also highlight the role of corporations in bringing new actors and partnerships in philanthropic space. Related to this trend um, that is discussed in a few chapters, there's a need to explore these issues a lot more especially on the role of new philanthropies. And this is in the form of philanthrocapitalism or social finance. Several actors are now borrowing financing mechanisms from the private capital market. And this is in some ways reorganizing the philanthropy and education space itself. Several of these mechanisms like development impact bonds or impact investments or even venture philanthropy start blurring the lines between traditional grant making for social development and financial investment in social projects with some kind of a profit-seeking motivation. While there exists a huge diversity in types of philanthropies, both in terms of source of funding and their approaches, the chapter on uh, International Education Funders Group by Haggerty, McGrath, and Kelava show that philanthropies working in education across the globe are actually forming their own community for knowledge sharing, coordination, and networking. And uh, an affinity group like the IEFG creates an avenue for global institutions to interact with the community of education uh, philanthropies in a much more coordinated manner. And our hope is to highlight these trends and shed light on both the diversity and the commonalities in the current space of philanthropy and education. Thank you, Arushi, for this compelling answer. And Natasha, what are your recommendations for further research and scholarship in this area? Well, yes, there's a lot to build on from what Arushi's just said, actually. I think she's brought up a lot of the main, the main sort of challenges that are facing philanthropy as we go forward. And so a lot of our research and the areas that we see for potential really connect to those. And one of the first ones that I would really mention is the role of what's been termed innovative finance and what Arushi talked about there is sort of alternative financing, this the social impact bonds, development impact bonds, venture philanthropy, all of this. And in this area, we're really seeing um, the privatization of aid in a, in a much newer way with the entry of new actors into the development sector, such as venture capitalists, investment banks, um, big corporate 
And there's a lot of money circulating around, but we don't yet know really how successful these kind of interventions are. We don't know what the impact of these are. And so I think there's a really great need for a lot more research into this area. Second area that we really need um, a lot of research on is Southern philanthropy itself. A lot of the research that we have now is really about Northern philanthropy or Northern philanthropy going into the South, but we don't know a lot about what's going on within the South itself. And in the chapter that we see on Nigeria, we hear a lot of talk about Southern philanthropy, how it's operating, what it's doing, and it would be wonderful to know a lot more about what's going on there. Uh, connected to that is the relationship between um, philanthropic organisation and governments and other NGOs and donors working in this space. Um, in the sort of 90s, 2000s, we had a lot of talk about donor coordination. But now with the entry of philanthropic entities into the development sector, we don't have that same conversation anymore. And I think there needs to be a lot more research around that area. And that connects us to the issue of power relationships. What uh, how northern philanthropic actors are working with southern recipients. Um, often we see that they have solutions in search of a problem, could be in the form of wanting to do a social impact bond and looking for a, a project that would suit that. It could be in the form of having a tech solution and they want to find a project that this could be a problem, this could be a solution for. So a bit, lot more research is needed about this kind of the power relationship between a northern donor and a southern recipient. And I think finally, we really need a lot more theoretical research, um, especially in the sort of away from the applied research, is looking at these conceptions of philanthropy, the underlying assumptions that we have about the need for it, um, the way that it operates within the field of political science, within sociology, uh, the definition, the problematic ways of defining what is a philanthropic entity or what is a non-profit. So, yeah, there's still like a lot to be done. And I think actually the field is wide open. Um, I would really encourage uh, anyone who attends the CIES to join the Philanthropy Special Interest Group and to just stay in touch with NORAG and with the Alcassabee Foundation because we're so interested in seeing a, a lot more scholarship on this topic going forward. Thank you for going through all these various recommendations, which I am sure will be very useful for any scholar interested in the topic, Natasha. So thank you, Natasha and Arushi, for introducing the book. It is due to be launched in print on 29th November 2019 in the US and in the UK, and a week earlier online on Edward Elgar and NORAG websites. In the next show, we will talk to Megan Haggerty, Bronwyn Magrath, and Gordana Kalava, who authors the article in the book, The IEFJ, Role of a Philanthropic Affinity Network Within Global Education. So see you next time on NORAG Podcast, your podcast on all education-related topics and issues.